0: Well, good morning, everybody. It is six minutes past nine o'clock here in Middletown, Connecticut. Welcome to a Friday morning wake-up call here on Sports Country Radio TGIF. It's a great day here in the Northeast, but uh, uh, you know what? It's going to be a beautiful weekend here, and uh, I'm finally getting some construction work done on the house. Uh, uh, Hurricane Ida that came through did some damage uh, to our roof. We had to get a new roof, so uh, that's going to happen this weekend. As uh, you know, so thank God for that. Uh, we had some interesting games last night. The New York Yankees are right now, folks. If the playoffs were to start today, the Yankees would not be in it. How about that? You know, they last night lost a game to the Baltimore Orioles in extra innings. You know, uh, the Red Sox are playing the Orioles this weekend. The Red Sox cannot afford to blow opportunities like that. Uh, You know, the Yankee bullpen... Really let them down. Uh, And you know what? They won a couple of games against the Orioles, but their bullpen uh, has been brutal. And last night, uh, it was a wild pitch that uh, allowed the tying run to score and send the thing into extra innings, and then uh, the Orioles load the bases with nobody out in the 10th and end up winning it. And the Red Sox, you know, and the Red Sox have had bullpen troubles this year. We know that. And, but they've got to take advantage of these games this weekend. The Yankees lose last night, three to two. Um, you know, despite the fact that they get a decent start from Montgomery, I mean, he struck out 12 guys in five and two thirds innings, only gave up one run. But Clay Holmes in the, uh, in the ninth inning. Now he pitched two innings. He only gave up one run and a hit, but uh uh uncorked a couple of wild pitches in the ninth inning that were just brutal. And give the Orioles credit. Look, they're not a they're not a good team. We know that, but they got a decent start, and then their bullpen gave them uh five and a third shutout innings. Only walked a couple of guys, only gave up four hits. You know, for a team that's only got 47 wins on the season, you know, that's impressive. So the Yankees now find themselves a half a game back in the wild card. And uh, the Red Sox, get, as I said, get to play the Orioles. The Red Sox will send Chris Sale to the mound. Of course, who went on the COVID list, but he will get the start for the Red Sox tonight. Keegan Aiken's going to start for the Orioles. Keegan Aiken is 2-9 and nine with an ERA of 6.83. This should be a party for the Red Sox tonight, returning home. Sox are 15 games over, 500 at home. Uh, and look, how about how about uh, Kyle Schwarber since he's come to the Red Sox? It's been absolutely unbelievable what this guy has done. I mean, uh, he had some huge hits in that Seattle series. Uh, and I know I'm, I'm still, I mean, it did not address all the needs that the Red Sox had when they made that trade. But he has paid dividends. You know, he hasn't been great at first base when they've put him there. But offensively, he has been a spark plug for this team. It's been unreal. So Red Sox need to take advantage this weekend. We shall see whether they're able to do that or not. Uh, The Giants last night, New York Giants football team, uh, lost one to the Washington football team, a game that it appeared that they had won when Dustin Hopkins missed a 48-yard field goal on the final play of the game. But wait, it was not the final play of the game because now the most hated guy in New York, Dexter Lawrence, was offside on the play, gave Hopkins another chance, and he nails the 43-yarder, and Washington wins 30-29 to with Taylor Heineke. At quarterback, taking over for Fitzpatrick, of course, who got hurt last week and is probably out for a couple of months. And Heineke was good last night. He was – you could not ask him to do much more than he did. 336 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Did throw a bad pick. But the Giant offense still isn't very good. If it weren't for Graham Gano with five field goals, that Giants team, you know, is, is in trouble. Daniel Jones was okay. Not spectacular, but okay. But Graham Gonneau is the biggest weapon on that team. You know, the Giants can move the ball a little bit, but then they stall. And that is a brutal loss last night. So the Giants are now 0-2. And now the Giants next week uh, get to play the Atlanta Falcons at home. A game, again, a winnable game. Although for the Giants, I'm not sure what a winnable game is. Now the Redskins, well, they're not the Redskins, the Washington football team, Uh, Go on the road. They take on the Buffalo Bills, uh, who did not open very strongly. Need a win this week, and uh, uh, that is going to be a tough task for Washington, without a doubt. But Heineke impressed me. You know, he stepped in because of the injury and did not wet himself, which is if you're if you're a Washington fan, it's all you can ask for. It's twelve minutes past the hour. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Dan Zampano is going to join us uh, as he does every. Friday. He's going to talk about some of the games from last week. We'll talk about uh, the games coming up this week. So stick around. You'll want to listen to that. You're listening to the Wake Up Call on Sports Country. Welcome back to the Wake Up Call. And as we are every Friday, we are pleased to be joined by Dan Zampano. I understand he's wearing black this week after the loss for the New England Patriots last week. Good morning, Dan. How are you?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, we're not in too bad of morning, but you know, I would say this, that It's only one game, as one quarterback this week also said. So, you know, well, we'll quote him. But that's that's for the that's for a little later down the line. But you are right; it was not a it's not a happy Monday to be zero and one. But again, you know, it's only one week.
0: Well, let's let's start with the Patriots, and then we'll get to the uh, the quarterback, the aforementioned uh, anonymous quarterback, which I think everybody knows by now. Uh, Here's the thing; you know, they lose the game last week. I wasn't, as I said to you before we started the interview. I wasn't necessarily surprised, but what surprised me was how they lost that game. Look, you're starting a rookie quarterback. You know there's going to, you know, probably be some issues. So, uh, you know, I, I half expected them to lose this game. But here's the thing: Mac Jones didn't lose that game. This team lost the game the way we have seen them lose games for the last 12 months. We saw them do it time after time last year where they continually shoot themselves in the foot. And that, to me, was the most disappointing part.
1: You know what was so shocking, um, and I didn't mention this to you before we uh, started the interview, because I wanted to save it for the interview part, is that you know the Patriots in their last 23 games are nine and fourteen? Did Ooh. you know that? No, I. No. Isn't no, but twenty-three it, games. Yeah, you know, since what? going yeah. back to the twenty-nineteen. Yeah. Yikes! They are nine and fourteen Yikes. in their last twenty-three games, and part of it is what we just heard from you, was that it's shooting yourself in the foot, it's turning the ball over in critical situations, it's not finishing in the red zone. Uh it is a part of it. I think on the coaching staff. And some of the personnel that is out there in certain spots, I mean, I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. You know, first and 14 after the fumble by Damian Harris, which, of course, you can't have. Right. The Patriots are have the Dolphins backed up in their five-yard line, first and 14. And and what do they do? They throw Jalen Mills out there on Devontae Parker, right? Right. Uh, instead of their best corner, J.C. Jackson, I mean, Devontae Parker had been killing them on that little – RPO fake the run, throw the little slant route inside, and just read the corner. And Devontae Parker got killed. They killed them on that all day long, as usual. Devontae Parker, the registered Patriot killer. <laughs> I mean, it is it is like it is situational football like that, where you still have a chance to win, but uh, make a critical error from the coaching scheme and from the player scheme at the same time, and it costs you football games. And and you know, I, as I told you before, I thought the Patriots lost this game in the middle. of, eight of the game. The last four minutes of the first half, the second half, the second for the first four minutes of the second half, they gave up 10 points, right? They got outpatriated. Brian Flores, God bless him. Great scheme, great coaching. I mean, they had it nailed Tua Didn't make a ton of mistakes. He had the one interception. That was a God awful freaking decision. Right. But I mean, he didn't make too many other mistakes outside of that. And I thought the Patriots kind of got kind of got buffaloed over by the Dolphins uh, offensive line too. I was not as impressed as people are saying about the defense that they thought the defense played well. I wasn't that impressed. Clearly uh, some of the offensive line mistakes and them losing Trent Brown and getting penalties and this and that. Uh, So there is that element, but there is the other element that you mentioned and it's Mac Jones and Mac Jones showed on Sunday that he is the future of the New England Patriots no question about it.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that he he looked very poised for a guy that was playing his first regular season game. You know, a lot of people have said all along that this kid is way better than, you know, that that way better than anybody thinks he is and and all his teammates have been saying, you know, this is the man and and we saw for sure why Bill Belichick made the decision he did. The COVID thing with Cam Newton and all the other stuff aside, there is no doubt that Mac Jones played yesterday better than Cam Newton played in any game last season.
1: And for Cam to even say anything along the lines of he didn't beat me out, he just couldn't be on the team because of my aura. Yeah. Give me a <laughs> break. Make me puke in my own shoes. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a joke to hear him say that. He clearly got beat out. We're actually running a real offense here, Cam. But you know what I loved the most about Mac Jones is the post post-game. The post-game, yep. when he came out and he just said, you know, they asked him about the game, the ball that he threw for a touchdown, he wouldn't take it. He said, it's one touchdown. Right. Like, we have to score more. It's not good enough. Right. I wasn't good enough today. On me, on me, on me. He, you could tell he was frustrated. And he played a great game. Gene, out of 61 quarterbacks making their first start in the NFL that threw 30 passes in their first start. Mm-hmm. Zach Jones is the first quarterback in NFL history to complete 70% of his passes wow. in that first start by throwing and throwing 30 passes or more. Wow! I mean, that is yeah. an incredible, incredible stat. And it shows you right here that he's poised, he's hungry, and he's willing to do the extra work now to kind of put in. And, and I really like the demeanor. I don't want to say this, but I agree with a lot of the pundits out there. He reminds you of Brady. Yeah, He's intense. He makes the th- that throw to James White on the right sideline, the one that he just yep. lobbed up there. I yep. mean, oh, that was quintessential. The little play action fakes down the seam. I mean, they are. It looks scary, scary similar to that.
0: Well, you know, and the thing I like too, you know, you mentioned about the post game. He's kind of followed that up this week, where you know he has made it very clear that that this isn't. He, he said it's not about me, and it never will be, or never, or mm-hmm. and it never should be. You know, he made it clear that that. He doesn't want the spotlight. I mean, but you're an NFL quarterback, you're going to get the spotlight. He's going to have to get more comfortable with that at some point. But it's got, for his teammates, if you want to really uh, cement uh, your leadership, keep talking like that because everybody else in that team has got to love hearing that.
1: The expectations are low right now for him, so he can get away with saying these things. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. if he continues to progress and, and has the success that he has, the, the burden is going to fall more on him later on, and he'll get more criticized. But right now, heck, take advantage of the full opportunity, young man. Just go out there and sling the rock, and put that pressure on yourself. I love the attitude that he's got going
0: into it. Now, you sent me, uh, you, you sent me a a text message this week that had a, a a meme that somebody had put up on the internet, and it was during Bill Belichick's <laughs> post game, and there and there was a there was a a rather profane. Uh, Comment by somebody on this meme about shooting uh, Josh McDaniels to the you know you know to the something son, um, <laughs> you know, and you you made a comment that everybody's always taking shots at Josh McDaniels, but he does have some culpability with some of the personnel decisions and stuff last week, doesn't he? Sure. I mean, I mean, how, I mean, how that... does? But let me ask you that before we before he answer that, how does Bill Belichick? skate every every time you know you don't hear people criticizing his decision making very often it's like josh McDaniels is like the designated whipping boy because nobody wants to blame bill don't you get that impression
1: i do and i think bill right now i mean i think that bill has been a little bit you know i think he's look look this team has so much coaching turnover every year right that's the one thing and josh is the one constant right? Like Josh is here. He's in charge of the offense. Like Belichick understands the system, like, you know, build the system. Um, the system has been here since Charlie Weiss, since Bill O'Brien, since, and, and Josh has carried on that and they run the system the same way. But Bill has always kind of been more credited with the defensive scheming. And now as you've seen the defense, maybe not play up to par, it's really showing through that they've lost the guys like, like the Brian Florezes and and Matt Patricia is back now and right. so we don't know how what his what his role is. But like Matt Patricia left earlier, you know, they, they have Jared, Gerard Mayo and and, and and Steve Belichick. That that's who's running it. And and maybe there is a lack of maybe there is a lack of um, you know, not accountability, but maybe Belichick has been more hands off, okay. I would say, okay with some of the coaches. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. and maybe that'll get answered as we go along in, in the this year and the years to come.
0: So, you know, there's a, you know, when we talked last week about this game and, and one of my questions to you is, you know, with the wide receiver situation and the and kill Harry injury, et cetera, et cetera, do they have enough? After what you saw last week, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar had a, had a decent game last week. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he wasn't great, but he was good enough. You know, I mean, if he does that every week, you'll take it. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, I mean, do they need to do something? I mean, or or is there anything at this point they could do? They don't have any cap space. It's not like they're going out and making trades or signing anybody. They don't have any space. But what are they going to do as far as, you know, as that goes? Is what we saw last week going to be what we have every week, and it's going to be just, you know, uh, pray that the tight ends have a big game?
1: Uh, it's week one. Like, I, I, a lot of these guys are new. Hunter Henry, john Smith, right. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. Like, it takes time. You have a rookie quarterback. Like, this is not going to happen overnight. I think they will get better and better. And this happens every year with the Patriots. Right. September is the time in which they kind of figure out what they have. And by November, October, November, and especially into December, they kind of get the train rolling and understand like what their limitations are and how they can, you know, fully maximize the best of what they do. And I think that's where we'll go. It will take time you know you don't want to fall too far in that's why this game against the jets is mildly important i would say right nice. um to to kind of to kind of go out and put a statement on it and and get a win under the kids belt and feel more comfortable all
0: right uh let's uh let's move on we'll talk a little bit more patriots when we get to the picks cuz we'll have you pick that game but uh uh let's get to some quarterback news and uh let's start in green bay <laughs> with, where i i I, I think you would be hard-pressed to find anybody that thought New Orleans was going to win the game. Not that they were going to win the game, but the way that they won that game. They embarrassed yeah. the Green Bay Packers. That, I read a stat where this was the worst loss for a team that had reached its division, or its conference championship game like in NFL history in week one. The worst loss ever by a team that made the conference championship game the year before. 38-3. to three, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play at all in the preseason. How big of a deal was was it because did he stink because of that or is there more to it? Is it more of the uh, he's just not on the same page uh with this this coaching staff?
1: I think that we, you got to remember week 1 is week 1, right? And right?
0: and he, and he so said week- that. He said it's
1: one game. I get that. Right. Right. Week two is overreaction to week one. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's basically yeah that's yeah. basically what that is. I think not playing in the preseason does have a lot to do with it. I, I, I think that to hurt a couple of teams and maybe a couple of teams weren't as sharp as they would be, doesn't mean they lost, but you know, I just think that Aaron got very impatient with his receivers and started going back to 2019 Aaron and 2019 Aaron wasn't bad. They went 13 and three, but right. they weren't, he wasn't what he was last year. I mean, last year he was incredible because he kind of bought into the system. He bought into the offensive scheme that LaFleur was kind of going with. And, and this year, maybe there was a little bit of lack of urgency coming off of uh, maybe a little too Zen, if you will, <laughs> but Rogers is Rodgers. you know, I mean, he's, he's going to be calm, cool and collected um he's not gonna you know waver his emotions i think that's what makes him him and as much as it's gonna upset people and you know, make him think that he's a douche and he doesn't care. And, right. you know, he's just a bro that wants to go play Jeopardy and, you know, <laughs> sit out and, you know, sit out in the at the meadow at the Meadows, at, at the, I'm just using the Harper, Harper term there. But, you know, go out to Red Rocks and go to a Dave Matthews concert and just enjoy life. You know, like that's he does love football. You,
0: you know, like, what guy not, does. You know, what's not helping him. Have you seen the new commercial uh, yeah. that he is in where he's <laughs> like a hippie with a guitar? You know, uh, have you seen that? And people are buying into that, oh, yeah. aren't they? Oh, yeah. And oh, but- I saw that, like, right after they got their asses kicked, and I'm like, oh, that's not a good look.
1: Yeah, he looks like Cheech and Chong <laughs> yes, out there. I mean, it's, it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's Green Bay Packers may mean something else. We right, don't know yeah, what they're packing. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, especially with him. Right. But, you know, honestly, to God, I I think that, again, it's overreaction to week one. I think that they will clearly bounce back. The question is, can they beat the good teams? Can they beat those good teams? Can they compete in those those games that they're going to have to beat the good teams to get to the Super Bowl? And there's a lot of pressure to win the Super Bowl this year on the Packers because of Rodgers. So uh, we'll see how that goes.
0: On the other side of the football that day. Jameis Winston, ladies and gentlemen, five touchdown passes, but more importantly, Dan Zampano, zero interceptions and zero sacks. A quarterback rating of 130.8. Jameis Winston. <laughs>
1: Say that for the people on the back, James. I'm telling I mean, you.
0: I mean, you, you know, and you look at his numbers. I mean, the five touchdown passes, it's impressive as hell. I mean, but he only threw 20 passes. Hundred forty. threw 20 passes. Yeah, 148 yeah. yards. It wasn't like he was out there slinging for 400 yards. But talk about a guy that, you know, picked his spots. And, I mean, it's not just him. Obviously, they ran the hell out of the football. I mean, and, you mm-hmm. know, Alvin Kamara, you know, had a, another great game. But yep. when he needed to make a play, Jameis Winston, who was more famous for making plays for the other team than he was his own team, uh, I mean, that may be the best game he's ever had as an NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think he was vastly helped out by Green Bay's incompetence on <laughs> offense. But um, yes. I, I, I do. They, they had the great field position the entire game. Yes. I mean, they, they really did. So, you know, I take it for what it is. But listen, Jameis, I think that has to do more with Sean Payton. Okay. Sean Payton just knows how to have his team ready. And Jameis got to learn for a year under that Payton scheme. And now he's getting to kind of, you know, run the show himself. Um, as the weeks go on, I'll be interested to see if he can keep that up. But I just love the way Sean Payton coaches his team. Every year we bury the Saints. The Saints are going to fall off this year. They're going to fall off this year. They're going to fall off this year, and they never do. And everybody's especially saying that this year. And I think they I think they still have some talent. They're going to deal with a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, though. though. They just lost a lot of guys, a lot of more, Davenport, a couple right. of dudes. So we'll see how they <laughs> do. But. Sean Payton's a great coach.
0: Well, and they also had a little bit of a scare this week. They had a COVID scare where, like, six six members of the coaching staff who are all vaccinated, by the way, had, like, you know, had positive tests. So, you know, that's not – after coming off a win like that, that is the last thing that they needed, right?
1: Here Uh, we go again with this stuff. Uh,
0: So then let's move to uh, a a shootout game, and I didn't see this coming. San Francisco 49ers put up 41. against uh, the Detroit Lions. I mean, this was a much more competitive game than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Jared Goff was not bad in his Detroit debut. He really wasn't. Uh, no. You know, and uh, and and Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, you look at his numbers, his quarterback rating was great, but his completion percentage wasn't outstanding, but, again, made the big plays when he needed to make them. And, uh, you know, the San Francisco defense tried to give that one away a little bit towards the end. But, uh, I mean, again, I'm – Two good quarterback performances in this one.
1: Agreed, and I, you know, I'll tell you something. First off, Goff has played San Francisco plenty. He, he does at That's least yeah. have some familiarity good point. with them. But good point. I will say this: I was not overall impressed with a team that I thought was going to be good with San Francisco. Okay, I, I, I thought that Jimmy played. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why? Why they're bringing Trey Lance in right now? I just I'm I was not surprised really by sure. That. Yeah. I was uh, why surprised. they brought him in? I I get he wasn't a negative to them, but why are you bringing him in at all at this point? He's clearly not ready. Um. But their defense. I mean, uh, the first year defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's had a little bit of a hard time, and now they've lost some pieces. Jason Verrett, their top corner, is now out for the season, uh, with an injury. They just lost another linebacker and Trey Greenlaw. That does not help them. San Francisco is still there's still question marks there. They lose Raheem Mostert, yeah, Mostert for the rest of the yeah, year. Mostert's I Mostert's
0: mean, gone. Right, that's that's a huge that's loss.
1: Big loss for them. I mean, look, were they were they good offensively? Yes, they played the Lions. Let's right. keep it in perspective. <laughs> and then you know, on the other side is that they don't they, they a miracle backdoor cover if you had the if you had the Lions at the right number. But right, um, you know, it, it, it's not. All sunshine and rainbows in that locker room. I can tell you that after week one, there's a lot to learn from that tape.
0: Um, and then we move to Matthew Stafford goes to the Rams and was damn near flawless in this game. I mean, mm. twenty for twenty-six, three hundred and twenty-one yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I mean, let's let's calm down. I mean, I I actually saw a couple of people on social media saying that he's going to be the MVP of the league. Let's relax. It's you know, it's week one, but. <laughs> it was against a Chicago Bears team, Dan, that is traditionally a very good defensive team, and he carved them up.
1: I, I think we need to put the you know kabosh on this narrative that the Bears have a great defense.
0: You i think? Mean, yeah. Okay. I I, right. I
1: I am I am not. I I they had a good defense in 2017. Yep. In 2018, rather. I mean they that. Their defense has really been pretty average right. for, for the last two years. And, and, you know, yeah, they got Khalil Mack and they got Hicks and they got a couple nice pieces here and there. They're on a first-year defensive coordinator. They give up the big play all the time. Yep. I mean, all the time. And they did it on Sunday night to a T. um They hung in there actually offensively, which I was surprised. The game was actually semi-close into the third quarter, but Matt Stafford, you're right, was unbelievable. Again, I am going to reserve my judgment. I'm not going to overreact to the Rams playing, I think, an overrated and overhyped Bears team at some points. Yep. Clearly, Andy Dalton should not be playing football for that team right now, <laughs> but uh, that's a story for another day. Right. Right. I'll be honest with you, Gene. I saw two better quarterbacks in that division. I, I, I saw I saw two better quarterbacks in that division that I think are going to be neck and neck to the MVP race, and that's that's Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. They were yeah. unbelievable they were on yeah.
0: Sunday. Yeah, they really were. They really were. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's who was not unbelievable. And, you know, this is – I know it's not a shock to you. It's not a shock necessarily to me. uh, But uh, the Bills Mafia is kind of scratching their heads a little bit this week (laughs) as uh, Josh Allen kind of regressed a little bit. I mean, I know that it's week one. I know we keep saying that. But Josh Allen threw the ball 51 times last week and, and was all over the place. Now, he didn't throw any interceptions, but he missed a lot of open guys. He really did. Josh Allen uh, reverted back to 2019. He really Josh did. Allen. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah. You know, like he, he came back. Anytime he got pressure in his face, first off, thank God Pittsburgh made the right decision and paid the man. I mean, they paid the man and he delivered with right. TJ Watt. I yep. mean, he just had a great game. But every time that Josh Allen got under pressure, he reverted to the scrambled brain kind of decision that he would make in 2019.
0: Yeah, he and played, he played it, like his pants were on fire.
1: Yeah, no, no, I think you're 100% right, right on that, you know. Andy was getting sprayed with a hose. I mean, something like that, you know. I, I, I think that's really how he played. So, yeah. you know, and Pittsburgh getting the big special teams play and all that jazz, yeah. you know. The one thing that Pittsburgh does really well is they tackle really well. And I don't know. I don't think the Bills were as prepared as they should have been. They might have came into this game like, OK, we're just going to do what we did last year. And that'll be that. Well, last year is last year. Like, it's a new year. You cannot come out complacent like that and just say, oh, we're just going to roll a team because we did it last year. It's like, right. uh, hello, this is 2021. This is a whole new ball game, whole new players, whole new mindset, whole new locker rooms. Uh, and the Bills are going to learn that fast. So I had the Bills down for some regression this year. I know I had them winning the division, but, you know, I, I don't think that they're as good of a team as they were last year. I really don't.
0: And Ben Roethlisberger, you know, I mean, look, he was who he Man, he looked old, did he? Yeah I mean he,
1: he just looked like he was in a he's a walker. Yeah, I was like gonna say he's
0: he we saw he is what he is. He's not going to yeah. be any difference. He is um he you know what he is? He's the uh, Robert E. Lee statue they just removed from Richmond, <laughs> Virginia. That's what he is. I mean, you know, they matter of fact they ought to try running the Statue of Liberty play with him because he can't move at all. He can't. He, he can't. It, but he can. Paid, he can throw it. But he Dan, can still throw. But Dan, it pained me sometimes watching him it take did. a snap and just dropping back into the pocket. I was worried his legs were going to give out. He does <laughs> seriously. He, you're right. He looked old. My question to you is: is is he going to survive? I mean, he took a couple. That, of, he took yeah. a couple of hits in week one. I worry about a guy that already looks this fragile being able to stay in one piece.
1: I, I forget who they have for a backup, but. Is it, uh, if, is it still they, Mason? I, I can't remember, but I hope they invested in one I, because <laughs> you know I I, yeah. I really do because I'm not sure. I'm not know. sure. I mean, I think they're a good team to like bet on okay. in the beginning of the year. Yeah, but to as the, the season goes up. on, right. You know, like last year, 11 and 0, and then. All downhill from there, you know.
0: Yeah, that's you know, but but again, yeah, I just I, I looked at him because I was I watched this one for a while because I was curious as to what he was going to look like. I mean, there was a lot of talk about whether they you know whether he was going to come back, whether they were going to bring him back, and whether they should bring him back. You know, yeah. I mean, he still does a decent job of controlling the game. He can still make the throws when he needs to make them. I just, I just worry about his health. I they're
1: gonna, they're gonna have to win those the games this year. They're gonna have to win the games twenty to 10, 20 to seventeen. Like that's, that's what they're gonna
0: have to do this year. So the game that really surprised me, and and I know it, you, you know, I mean, you said that didn't necessarily surprise you, but I did not expect Tennessee to get blown out. By Arizona, mm. the way they did. Now I know Kyler Murray had a great game, but man, I I thought Tennessee would make a better showing in that game.
1: I mean, look, we talked about this back in the back in a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Tennessee, and I think back in the summer when we talked about this Julio Jones trade right. thing is like, does it really help Tennessee? Um, and you know, to me, so far. Uh, it wasn't that great of a performance no. from Julio Jones. I'll right. tell you that. Right. Uh, his coach calling him out, calling him, you know, whatever. You know, stupid. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll I'll paraphrase, <laughs> but you know, um, but you know, and and Brable's not afraid to mince words. No. but No. I mean, we talked about they lost their offensive coordinator to the Falcons, bringing in Julio Jones. Okay, that's great. Did, do, you, do you still play defense? Like, did we do that in the NFL? Like, <laughs> I think so. And Kyler Murray was like, yeah, you, I'm not sure if you do. You know, I mean, and, man, the little the little chicken nugget is so hard to catch. I mean, he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. You can't catch him. You right. literally, he's like a chicken running around. It's like Rocky chasing the chicken and Rocky. Like, it's unbelievable. Uh, I'm not sure who can catch him. It's, it's crazy. But uh, Tennessee, again, in the back end, they're going to struggle. They are going to struggle in that back end. And, and again, you know, how much can you play when you have to play from behind? It forces Derrick Henry out of the game. So, you know, you're yeah. not running the football. That's good. Point. So yeah. what do you do now? You know, if you can't get up early in the game for Tennessee and can't have a fast start, you become a one dimensional football team. And if you can't stop anybody, you're really screwed, aren't you? So, you know, to me, it may be a little bit of a struggle bus for Tennessee to, and to try to figure some things out early.
0: The shocker of the week, to me <laughs> uh, and probably most people, the Las Vegas Raiders knock oh, yeah. off the Baltimore Ravens in overtime, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Derek Carr makes the play, uh, but
1: I, how many wins? How many wins do they get? Because I think they won the game like three times. I know. Well, yeah, you're won, right. Yeah. You
0: but, I mean, but I mean, I mean, Carr threw for what four hundred and something yards in this game. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, but I did not see this coming. Did you?
1: Um I had the Raiders on the on the spread, but I but you know, that's me. But I, I did not think that they would be able really to I don't know if they would win the game. Right. But I, I thought that they would be close. My it's the NFL. Like the games are gonna be, you know, up and down here and there. It's right. volatile. But I do think I was I was surprised at how good the Raiders defense was. That's yep. what I was shocked about is they got a pass rush. Right. I'm Lamar Jackson of all people. Um, but Derek Carr was unbelievable the leader, man. I mean, he is a leader and they're lucky to have him. I, I look, they don't have a ton of weapons that is necessarily, you know, ball out university type of, you know, just absolute dynamite players, except for Darren Waller. And, and I mean, they're going to throw 20 targets to him a game and he's going to catch 10 of them and that's going to be a regular thing. But I was very, very surprised at how, efficient really the raiders were at points there, there were right. still some mistakes from them but again their defense was really good you got to remember here baltimore's super banged up and we know we talked about the running backs right they lost marcus peters Yep. jimmy smith did not play the two top corners i mean they, they couldn't cover waller they had nobody to cover waller so a, a a fun exciting very very crazy at the end of the game type of Type of contest we had out there, but yep. it was good to see Vegas, you know, get a win there at home for their home fans.
0: By the way, the backup quarterback for the Steelers is Mason Rudolph, and then the third stringer is Dwayne Haskins. So they be- right, well, they better pray that Roethlisberger stays healthy.
1: Yeah, don't don't tell Miles Garrett. Just don't tell Miles Garrett okay. that, that Mason
0: Rudolph yeah. is playing. Game of the week: the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Your Cleveland Browns mm. gave Kansas City everything they could possibly have wanted this was a great game and but Patrick Mahomes did his Tom Brady impersonation and when it was time <laughs> to make the plays you know he had a Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey on the other end I mean what a luxury he's got you know he's a great quarterback but to have the weapons that he has offensively it's just it's not fair it really isn't but what a great game. and and you got and look I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan I can't stand the guy I'd like, he's one of, and, and, you know, don't take me wrong, but he's one of those guys. You look at him and you just want to slap him. You know, know, and maybe it's. (laughs) How could I take you wrong saying something uh, like that? You know, (laughs) I don't, well, I'm not looking to fight him. I just, but you look at him and he just, you just want to slap him. But he had a great game. I mean, you can't ask him to do any more than he did. You know, through for 320 yards, he was 21 to 28. I mean, he threw a pick, but, I mean, I thought he had a solid. Game against a very good team, but it just he got he got outplayed by Mahomes in the fourth quarter.
1: I I well, there you go. I think that's your spot right there. Is yeah. that I agree with your second part of him having a solid game, asking him to do more, play better in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah. um, you know that when you need to win the game, go win the game.
0: Well, yeah, and, and well, he and, really he really he really puked uh, in that right. chance when he had the chance well, to to lead him to that final drive. He was awful.
1: Well, you also had your punter running around like a, like a nut, you know, <laughs> yeah, just absolutely yeah. just cost you the game. Right. Basically right there. Right. Right. But you know, I, again, Cleveland is going to give teams problems with their run game. They ran up and down the field on Kansas city, the entire game. True. Yep. It's Kansas city though. I mean, it's Kansas city. You knew that was going to happen. Yep. You knew that in the fourth quarter, Mahomes is going to make a crazy play and they're going to score and they're going to come back and they're going to win the game. Right. Um, but I caution people, and I said it you know, to you last week, and I'll keep saying it, Cleveland is for real. Cleveland is for real. And they are going to be a tough out for any team. I, I You keep laughing. People are going to keep laughing. <laughs> I hear them snickering. People just calling me crazy. But when they're in the AFC championship game and they got a chance to win, yeah. don't come crying to me. Uh,
0: I, I, duly noted. All right, let's get let's get to the picks this week. You went three and three last week, and and look, to be fair, a couple of games that you you did you picked wrong. Uh, nobody saw. I mean, nobody saw the the Green Bay New Orleans game. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. a tough one. I mean, it really was. So I, I can't really blame you on that one. Uh, let's uh let's go this week. Let's start in Miami, who upset the Patriots last week. Well, although I don't know how much of an upset it was when you think about it, but now. They take on Buffalo this week, and Josh Allen is going to be looking uh, to improve on what he did last week. And Miami, obviously, is going to look to show that last week wasn't a fluke and that the Patriots didn't give the game away.
1: Yeah, Miami Miami does a lot of good things on defense. They don't have a major pass rusher, but what they do, they have caused a turnover. In 23 straight games, they wow. get after the ball. I mean, they are really, really good at that. And I think they do something similar to what Pittsburgh does. Is they tackle really well. They show a lot of different fronts and schemes, so they're very difficult to kind of read. Um, but, you know, Tua can, just needs to manage this game, honestly. That's yep. really all he needs to do. At this point, it's clear that... Right now, Tua just hasn't developed the skill set yet to just go out and win you a game. Yep. But if they can scheme it up better, don't and lose it. Yeah. And just don't lose the game. Right. Exactly my yep. point. Yep. Josh Allen will make a mistake if you get pressure on him. Now, not like Miami's going to get a ton of pressure yet, but we still haven't seen it. But they do cause turnovers and they're really good in the secondary. So, haven't Xavier and Howard matched up against Stephon Diggs is going to be a fun little matchup. I'm going to pick the upset. I'm going to go Miami. I think Miami will win the game. I, I think the, the the other factor is is the heat and humidity that Buffalo is going to have to deal with down there. might slow them down a little bit on offense. Yep. So I'll take Miami to go 2-0, and and we'll have a little freak-out fest in Buffalo coming up uh, next week. <laughs>
0: um, this next one, and we didn't talk about this, but uh, another one of my shockers for week one was the Philadelphia Eagles putting up, uh, what, 32 points. Yeah. Uh, they have a home game this week with the San Francisco 49ers who showed that they could put up a whole bunch of points and San Francisco, as of uh, right now looks like a three and a half point favorite at Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. Then this line has been moving up and down. It's been between two and a half and three and a half. I mean, I I think that this is going to be a fun one because the one thing Philadelphia does really well is they control the line of scrimmage. Their offensive and defensive lines are really, really good. Now, San Francisco's are also very, very talented on on both ends. So this is going to be a battle. Um, what I loved about the Eagles was the the style of play that they, 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 they almost looked like college offense. Yeah I mean really they almost did. I mean and it worked great. Um it's gonna be the the kind of RPO zone read type of thing that that they're gonna do in their scheme of Sirianni and, and Hertz versus the Kyle Shanahan zone run scheme, which is gonna be a lot of fun to watch too. Um I, I think San Francisco might have some injuries traveling across the country, second game in a row on the road. I think that's going to be a tough spot for them. I'm going to take Philadelphia to surprise some people, and I'll take the Eagles to win in an upset win over the
0: 49ers. Two dogs to start things out. Like it. Uh, All right, We're going after it this week. All right. Uh, The the supposed MVP for the Los Angeles Rams is uh, heading (laughs) to Indianapolis this week. The Rams are a four-point favorite on the road.
1: Uh this is another good game. Look, Indianapolis man, I mean they just got walloped. I mean and yeah, it, yeah. it, 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 that game was not as close no, as, as the score, score. indicated. Yeah, no. I mean that uh, they gave up to way too many big plays to to Seattle. I mean way too many big plays and that defense is designed not to give up big plays and they gave them up. Right. So Matt Stafford also had a ton of big plays uh against the Chicago Bears on Sunday night. So uh, I think Wentz needs to play faster. Wentz needs to get his bearings under him a little bit better for the Colts to to win. It's the second home game. I don't think they'll embarrass themselves. I don't know if I'd be willing to say the Colts win the game, but I think this game will be close. I, just, I think the Rams will have just enough. I think the Rams will have just enough. Close game, but I'll take the Rams on the road in Indianapolis in a dome. I think Stafford's going to be comfortable in a dome, as he's always been. Um, and, and I think they'll get down to business and they'll win a close game.
0: But the Rams may not cover is what you're telling me.
1: Uh that you read, you read my mind. <laughs> you see, you see how this works yeah. now. I, I don't have to say uh, it when I'm, when I'm hanging out with you. All
0: right. Uh, the Los Angeles chargers are at home against the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys who, um, you know, look, Weren't awful last week, but they didn't run the football at all. I mean, we, we saw that obviously that the quarterback situation seems to be fine, but they didn't run the ball really at all. The Chargers found a way not to give the game away at Washington last week, although if uh, if Fitzmagic had stayed healthy, who knows. But um, can the Chargers make it a 2-0 and start at home against the Dallas Cowboys?
1: Well, I'll tell you what. The Chargers got very, very lucky last week. I watched the whole game. After that fumble, oh, after yeah. the interception, I yep. mean, that was a gift. So, you know, uh, I, I do think that the Chargers still obviously are going to be a very difficult offense to stop, especially for Dallas' defense that now already was without Randy Gregory and now Demarcus Lawrence is out. Right. He got hurt in practice on Wednesday. So that is a tough, tough draw for them. Not that their defense is really doing much anyway against Brady, but, you know, again, you know, this is going to be a shootout. This is going to be a shootout game. It's going to be tight. Um, as long as the chargers don't turn the ball over, I just think that, uh, I think they're going to be able to move up and down on Dallas close, but I'll take the chargers at home to get a victory. Yeah, you got no
0: shot. They're going to they're gonna blow this
1: one. <laughs> well, it's like the battle of who's going to blow the game. I mean, you know, it's like Dallas or the chargers take your pick, you know?
0: So I couldn't decide. Uh, we're going to have you pick the Patriots game last, and it was uh, I wanted. I usually do six games, so I was going to do one other, but I, and I couldn't decide which one we were going to go with. So I'm going to let you pick which game you want to you want to give us the, your read on, either uh, Minnesota at Arizona or Kansas City at Baltimore. So I'll let you pick which one you want to. give. Oh, you.
1: let's let's do the night game. Let's do Kansas City. Okay,
0: both. all right, go ahead. Kansas, um, Kansas City is a three and a half point favorite on the road. On the road, okay. So remember last year, this
1: game was a Monday night, and Kansas City went in there and absolutely shellacked
0: Baltimore. I
1: mean, they confused the crap out of them. Baltimore's secondary scares me to death. You know, normally I would say, okay, no, not in a good way. (laughs) You know, because this is a game where, man, they're going up against the 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 high-powered offense of the league. Right. Um. Normally I would be like, okay, overreaction week one. You know, you got to take Baltimore here. But I'm not sure. I think I think Kansas City, Kansas City. Got to remember, did not have Tyron Matthew in that game either. Yep. So I think Baltimore will be able to run the ball on Kansas City a little bit. Mm-hmm. But man, I mean, look in the fourth quarter of this game, unless there's like some weather issues, which I don't suspect there to be, um, I, I think Kansas City will, will find a way to to, to get this one done. I, I really do. I just I can't trust Baltimore with the depleted running backs with the depleted cornerbacks. It's just too much firepower. I'll take Kansas City. You know,
0: the other thing interesting, that's the uh, over-under. That's the highest points for uh, the week. 55-and-a-half is the over-under in that one. That one that's, a, that's a lot of points. That's, that's a lot, lot of points. points. Yeah, you're not kidding.
1: Yeah, Especially for a run team playing in that, that's a lot of points.
0: Right. All right. Patriots going to New York to take on the Jets. The Patriots are a six-point favorite on the road. We talked about over-under. This one is the smallest one of the week, 42 and a half points, uh, in this one and
1: 42 and a half, only, only second to the Giants Washington game.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, on, on Thursday. Yeah, on Thursday so, night. Right, right. Forgot, um, oh yeah. I forgot but, about that one.
1: Yeah, that's okay. But the jets, I mean, what a line. I mean, that's a huge line for a rookie quarterback in his yep. first start on the road, right. given six points to it's, it's the, the jets. jets. I, I know I'm just saying <laughs> it's a divisional game, but right. I'm just saying, but, I will say this. I will say this. Mount Makai Becton over there, the left tackle for the right. Jets, out. That's oh, a, problem.
0: Well, that a problem. That is a problem. I didn't know that. Yes,
1: he yeah. is out for the next 48 weeks. Ooh. That is Ouch. a major, major problem okay. for the New York Jets. Right. Because if the one there's one guy that played really good on defense, right? it was Matt Judon. I mean, look out yeah. below yeah, he, if yeah. you're Zach Wilson. <laughs> yep. So I am very nervous for his health. But I I think that this game will be competitive. I do think it'll be competitive for a half, for maybe even three quarters. I just love Mac Jones. I think he's going to be poised. I don't think it's really going to rattle him too much. Uh, I think noise affects poorly coached teams and poorly coached players. I think Mac has been in tough situations before at Alabama. I, I, I think this won't be too much different. Look, the Jets are just – the Jets were improved on defense. I will say that, but they're just they're, – they're just, no names. I mean, they're yeah. just no names. And the Patriots <laughs> should absolutely win this game. And they, uh, I don't know. By a touchdown, maybe, but, you know, it doesn't matter. You just have to dominate the line of scrimmage on both ends, and they should do that. And that should get them the win. No turnovers, no penalties. Those are fixable mistakes right. that I think they'll fix this week.
0: And Dan Zampano will be in the house for that one.
1: Heck, yeah. So 17-0 and 0 record of attendance on the line here. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't think they can lose
0: after that. Okay, well, let's hope not. And by the way, the award for the uh, highest spread of the week goes to your Cleveland Browns. Yes. 12.5 points. Against, How about that? Against Houston.
1: Hey, I'll give you a sneaky play, too, just for your listeners real quick. Yep. Atlanta is also a 12-point dog to Tampa Bay. Yes.
0: Oh, Maybe I have, I, sprinkle a little bit Atlanta on there. I had it eleven and a half, but it's twelve. Eleven and a half or twelve, whichever one. I I would really? I would probably think? take Atlanta.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least on the spread, I would take Atlanta.
0: Really? And, well, and and Ryan, but Ryan wasn't especially uh, impressive last week. I'll I'll tell
1: you what. it's it's uh, here's a stat for you. Good. Of teams that were favored in Week One, yep. and lost outright, yep, and then were a dog in Week Two, yep. They usually cover about sixty to seventy percent of the time. Wow. So yeah. I,
0: I really like them a lot. How do this you week. come up with this stuff?
1: It's unbelievable. There's inter- the internet is 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 undefeated, Gene. It's undefeated. Uh,
0: I'll tell you what. And I was thinking of you today. I was watching uh, the uh, the Giants, part of the Giants in Washington team uh, game last night, and they had these next gen stats. <laughs> I, it makes I mean it, it makes me want to cry. I just you know and I had you know, the you know catch percentage was like one point five like, percent. I get out of here. Did he catch the football or not? It's like it's like how far did it go? What's the exit? For? Did it go out? Did, was it a hit? Yes. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know any other crap. But. <sighs> Uh,
1: baseball is killing you in I'm, that department and I can I'm, tell
0: I'm just and I'm showing my cranky age that's what it is so. <laughs> Well Dan have a great trip up to New York. I hope that your uh, your winning streak attending Patriot games continues and uh, we will look forward to talking to you next week.
1: Jane if I'm in the house expect maybe that I won't maybe not be able to speak to you next week. I don't know if I'll have a voice. So I, I very much I very oh, much look forward to Oh, you to this know, Sunday. you
0: will be on because you have to if nothing else we'll just have you on so you can whisper out the results or the uh, the pick for the Cleveland game, but you will be on. <laughs> yeah, the way, that's the, true. Way or that's the other. true. So have a great trip. We'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, Gene. God bless.
0: Dan Zampano here on Sports Country Radio.